Howdy toddy, it's the Sweat Equity Podcast. I'm recording this intro in my new, uh, our, our new baby's room that's being transformed. Our little, our little, uh, babe will be here in three months. And I forgot to record the intro to this episode with Brian Schaefer because this was a weird one. Um, <laughs> it, if you think the vibe is weird with Brian and I, it's all good. I, I was trying to think about I listened to it a little bit, and I was like, this might be weird to listen to. So this is a good one. Uh, he's the owner of Skate Park of Tampa. He's uh, kind of an influencer in the skateboarding scene, especially in the Tampa Bay area, even though he won't say that. And, you know, we talk about how to – a lot of different things, social contracts of charities, I think. Um, talk about what would you do if you had a billion dollars. I think that's toward the end. Um, you know, how do you make it through a, a, the skateboarding industry, which you can be called a sellout if you want to make a buck. So I thought it was pretty interesting. I think, uh, I think this may have been his first podcast interview ever <laughs> and, um, and enjoy. We, we kept the, the seat for Caleb. We still miss him. Uh, we, we, he, you know, we keep it like Seder. The chair is open for for Caleb, just like Elijah, so he, whenever he comes back from his uh, from his eight week tour of working on his startup called uh, the Scouting Block. So if you want to check it out, go to thescoutingblock.com. Uh, we'll make that the episode sponsor. And he uh, basically, if you don't know what it is, if you haven't listened to any earlier episodes, he's basically um, filming little boys. Oh wait, no, didn't mean to say it that way. He's going to high school games and getting badass uh, HD video to be able to show recruits how good high school baseball players are. And so he's uh, becoming it's becoming a really great enterprise, and um, he's right in the middle of a, a, a dick load of tournaments. That's why he's out of the picture right now. So without further ado, we'll, uh, we'll bring in Brian Schaefer, owner of... Skate Park of Tampa, uh, a board member of uh, Boards for Bros, which is a charity that gives to kids that don't have any skateboarding gear. And kind of, we talk about that a lot in the beginning where, you know, a lot of parents just dump their kids off. And that's going to be parenting for a lot of, a lot of skateboarding kids. So enjoy, uh, subscribe, rate, review, send us feedback, hit us up. Good, bad, tell us. I get a parent's number for a young 10-year-old versus 10-year-old brawl at the skate park of Tampa. So I've been doing a little bit of a little bit of fire putting out, if that makes sense, putting out fires at the skate park Wait. with angry parents and angry kids. Is that worse now? Like are the parents have the parents gotten worse over the years? How long has the skate park been open? 20 23 and a half years. So are parents worse with kids there now than like in the nineties, can you restate the question, please? Or like, like I feel like uh, there's more helicopter parents. You know, like uh, I feel like back in the day, you might not have to really deal with the parents in this case. Like, 
you basically have to deal with the kids or like the kids on the spot, but the parents aren't going to try to get someone fired. You know, I don't know. I think it goes both ways. You know, <laughs> it's like sometimes <laughs> you organizing papers. Sometimes yeah, I'm just straightening your desk up. Okay, that's just me, man. If you want to, if you want another beer, uh, we have more over there. Not saying you know you're I'm a booze hound, but some people get nervous on this stuff. All right. I'm actually like only one tenth down in the blueberry brew bus, and uh, this episode brought to you by Brew Bus Brewery. Blue you're my boy, Blue. Blueberry. Yeah, that's a, a, a blueberry wheat. One of like, one of a bunch of awards. I don't know. Um, awards don't necessarily mean it's it's good. It's all uh, um, what you call it, speculative, and it's an opinion. Yeah. Well. You know, that usually sounds like a guy that hasn't won a lot of awards. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm just not keeping up, and then it would have changed my palate a little bit if I would have known that I'm sitting next to a Grammy. Yeah. A Grammy, maybe? A Grammy? Uh, wait, uh, I wanna, wait, we got to go back. I want to I wanna know about parents at a skate park, because in my head, like, they have zero involvement. Like, you just drop your kids off there all day, and, like, unless it's, like, they got in a fist fight where there's, like, so one kid went to the hospital, and then you got to deal with that. I think you're about 90% correct. So pretty yeah. much uh, 9 out of 10 kids, uh, parents, they just drop them off and go, man, cheap daycare, I'm stoked. But however, when the kid comes back with a black eye or possibly a text message that said, I am going to stab you to death yeah, um, from another kid Allegedly. that exchanged you know, text messages, and uh, the kid possibly said, uh, Dude, the autocorrect said stab instead of just beat you to death. <coughs> so the young kid said, oh, Sounds like mean, a young attorney. <laughs> I didn't mean stab. I meant beat him to death, not stab him to death. And I'm like, well, it may not be good to beat or stab anybody to death, whether autocorrect or not. You know, I wouldn't recommend it. And uh, I got to talk to your dad a little bit later. But just know that uh, we'll try to get to the bottom of this so everybody can still be fun and happy on the same playground known as the skate park at Tampa. Well, see, this is the thing about like owning a business in a cool like a cool atmosphere, right? It's still a business. I think of like I think of your uh if have you ever seen Empire Records as it came out in the 90s? Right. Awesome. Who's on it? Uh I think Renee Zellweger's in it. Um and a bunch of other people. Uh, Liv Tyler. Uh-huh. Uh well it's about like a, a guy who's like like he's an older guy like with a bunch of young kids at a record shop or whatever or cd shop or something like that and it's always about like the whole kind of there's one of the themes is like yeah this is still kind of a business like you still yeah it's cool it's cool to have like music around all day and stuff but like it's kind of about there's it's still real business and so like those things did that start to like wear on you a little bit when it's like these kind of issues you're a pretty patient guy, so it's not like... Well, thank you. you well, you're not... You, let's put it this way. You're not like a uh, Woody Allen neurotic. How about that? Or unless you're yeah, you're playing it real cool. I'll take it as a compliment. Yeah. I, uh, no, I'll do a comp you solid. I'll start up with a good one and then kind of bring you back to normal. Is that why I had to pay to come in here to do this so we get like the proper press, maybe? Yeah, yeah. So this is part of PR, man. Whatever it <laughs> takes, man. We got to pay to pay to keep it clean and tight. Yeah, keep it tight. So to answer your question, the playground, but where you work, it can be kind of a drag sometimes become you, because you come, you, you just become like the office rat or you're just working so much that you don't really want to step out to fun land when you get out of the office or 
have to pull the parents together and make sure everybody's in unity and the kids are all getting along. So, but I love what I do, but uh, it can take the fun out of it. But this is kind of, I love procrastinating with work. Just like I said, I love <laughs> being here with the podcast. So thanks for having me. So today was unique. But uh, all yeah, right, see you later. Some fires. <laughs> Thank you very like, much. That sounded like you were like, all right, gotta go. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Well, look. I mean, and this is all allegedly. These are all kind of just stories, kind of mixed together. So says my attorney um, about what we say on here and what I don't edit out, really. But you know, it's one of those things where you you've been you so you you got that park when you're uh, twenty three years ago. Help me out with the math on that. That's uh, uh, that's ninety three, you know. Very good. Yeah, ninety three till infinity. Souls of Mischief song. That's our that's our number one theme song. Okay, I'll play it on guitar in a little bit. Oh, really? Can you? No, I can't. Okay, <laughs> well, you you can't just you can't tease us like that. You can't, can't tease the audience. You can edit the background music to the intro and the outro of this, and you can be like, and there it is, ninety three till infinity. Thanks for coming to the studio. I'm writing it down. Uh, so the uh, let's get this out of the way. The rumor is not true. People still think Little Wayne owns part of the skate park. He might. Okay. Th uh, wow, we're finding out stuff. No, no reason to be vague. But all right, what's what do you? <laughs> what do you, are you going to be the guy that? Are you the guy that sees a guitar at a party and you're like, hey, let me bust something out. Y'all ever heard of a band called? Bare Naked Ladies. I think they're from Canada. Yeah. I'm Are, not from Canada. So I, I'm always kind of intrigued about like kind of the anti-establishment, the counterculture of skateboarding and that whole world. How do you how do you go about opening a skate park in the 90s? How old are you? I don't even know. You I could would be, just like to say you're that. You're like a... a, a a white guy that I have no idea, like you know, Asian and black dudes, no clue. They could be, they could be eighteen, they could be eighty-eight. I have no idea. It's, it's somewhere like in the board game realm of ages. Hey, let me just say, <coughs> quit confusing me, man. Let's close out one, one topic at a time. Do no. You want to talk about when the park started? Do you want to talk about Little Wayne? Do you want to talk about the kids fighting on the playground? Do you want to talk about my age? All of I these. I think the ADD is kicking in. It's you're worse than me. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I'd like to like just finish uh, Little Wayne though. All right, Little Wayne is officially a part of the skate park of Tampa. Just check Wiki Wikipedia. He's a part of it. Check Wikipedia. Always, could, always accurate. Could be an owner. Could be, could be an owner. <laughs> check Wikipedia. I'm not gonna do it right now because I believe you. I believe it's up there. Does he have equity? He has 93% of some of it. <laughs> All right. Um, You'll get there. You're a good interview. Uh, this so, <laughs> are you Snapchatting now? Nah, I just gotta report to the boss real quick. Could be Little Wayne. Ooh, is he on lean right now? No, I'm tied up right at the moment. I I can't answer this call. Will you tell him I'm drinking lean, even though I'm not? I will. All right, cool. I'll have you. Uh, I'll have you and and the Tokabaga produce his uh, all his digital media assets. Man, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Baby's got a little something involved in that, you know? I wouldn't want to mess with that crew. I don't, I'd don't. i have to refer that one out, I think, even though it's a great opportunity. But that one would be a little – I'm a little too, um, as my black friends say, vanilla. 
All right, Mr. Vanilla. Yeah. I, I like vanilla. Hey, man, thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what, uh, what, what were the other questions I was asking you? I was just kidding, man. I just try to keep it rolling, man. Keep it rolling. Keep it Keep it real. All right, so you uh, you own Skate Park of Tampa. You own the Bricks Restaurant and currently the building we're sitting in. Um, how, you're you're kind of an entrepreneur. You are an entrepreneur. How does it feel? Do you are you? How is it to be in the position you're in where you're kind of managing three things at once, all the time? And those are the things I know about. You know, I don't know what else. Oh, my empire! I have about a hundred more companies. Okay. Um, other things that I can't share. Sure. So so in depth. You know, uh, Lil Wayne. <laughs> I have I have multiple you own little properties Wayne? now. Okay. Um, no, the it's the, it's the skate park and the bricks, and then um, we're fortunate enough to own the building here in Ebor City. Um, a couple other things we do events and we travel the world. Uh, my partner Paul Zitzer and I, which hosts amateur skateboarding contests and other pro contests that kind of lead back to Tampa. And that's really it, man. Very fortunate. Uh, oh, and you run the charity uh, Boards for Bros. And Boards for Bros as well. Yeah. So uh, you're always doing a lot, which I, I always kind of, I've always respected since uh, we, we became neighbors uh, in Ebor. No, I'm not buttering your bread. I'm I just saying, it. like, it, it's, I uh, we talk about a lot on this show, like, it's good to hang around people that are doing a similar kind of uh, entrepreneurial route. Because if you're hanging around with a bunch of, like, I'm sure you got this when you opened the skate park or bef you had ideas of opening the skate park. And I'm sure you had a bunch of people that are like, that's cool. You should do that. And you know, a lot of people that are like, don't be the man. I'm sure. Uh, like, I, I think it's always important to surround yourself by people that are motivated or just doing something pro proactive. No, man, absolutely. If you surround yourself by better people and people that are, uh, progressive and and motivating and, and doing rad shit then you kind of get motivated and inspired you know or learn from the things that your surrounding friends are doing or your peers or other businesses so um yeah that's it period <laughs> what were you doing before you opened spot the skate park of uh, tampa well man i was uh i was on the the last couple months of my 21st uh years of being alive my 21 years of being alive so i was 21 mm -hmm. um december 2000 i'm sorry december 1992 and prior to that man just kind of skateboarding um i wasn't getting paid to skateboard but i was able to work horrible jobs and save money and cut grass in the summertime and and travel and take off of school and just do it enough do enough to get by so my parents would still allow me to come home and, and uh, rest my head in, in good old Brandon, Florida. So just skateboarding and working some lousy jobs to pay the bills just to skateboard, really. So did you lump into – did you kind of just go, I'll just open a skate park and I'll figure out the rest kind of stuff? Well, um, in 91 to 92, we had a private warehouse in Drew Park, Paul Zitzer's warehouse. It was actually a friend of mine that I met um, – you know, in the early 90s that had moved down here that was, you know, pursuing a skateboarding career, yeah. but he was going to school at USF and his parents owned Phase 2 uh, skate shop in Milwaukee. 
and they were like, hey, you know, you're going down to school there. There's a vert scene. And then, like, the vert scene started dying out. So they, they loaned them a little bit of money to have a warehouse. So we had a private warehouse in Drew Park and had keys to the building. And we had a, a great place to skate for 50 bucks a month. It only lasted, I mean, uh, a year because 20 derelicts at the ages of, like, 17 <laughs> to 20 couldn't afford $50 each to keep a, a private warehouse uh, open. And paying the rent, and not to mention the bums only almost burned down our our uh, warehouse, and then it was kind of a combo of no money, a little bit of uh, violence in the neighborhood uh, that kind of made us have to shut down the the warehouse. And then we had a vert ramp sitting around, and and uh, just the thought of trying to put the vert ramp into a warehouse, live there, pay rent and kind of make it like a skate park where you pay money to come in and use it like a roller skating park and we saw somebody doing it out in san jose the san jose skate park and they were kind enough to let us kind of work there kind of like sort of just clean up there and and skate for peanuts and uh in our summer of 92 and that kind of just gave us the concept that like hey man those guys are living there working there doing a skate park like we can do it as well and that's what we set out to do unfortunately we were able to find a landlord that was willing to work with us and and uh, give us the keys to the building that we're still in now 23 years later yeah i mean like that's that's a lot of business is you you look at something and you go i can do that we can figure this out you know even though sometimes it's better to be green in a lot of ways when you're younger because you're just like you've got a lot of energy you know yeah, no, yeah, you're smirking. No, I, no, man, it's uh, the visuals don't it, don't come across on the pod. So I'm like, no, it, it's good, <laughs> man. I'm looking directly across from you, and then we lock in and we're laughing, and it just it, it, it the deer in the headlights when I'm trying to answer it, and you're going, wonder what he's gonna say next. Uh, the podcasts are awesome. I wish you guys could just have a video of us. You would just love it so much. Oh. Oh, that's coming. A great hair day today. Next time you're next time you're on the podcast, we will have the video set up. I can't wait to be back already. I'm already having the time of my life. Yeah, you sound like it. <laughs> you don't. You definitely don't sound like a funeral director at all about this. But uh, anyway, so so a lot of business back in the day. Twenty one. It's like we're just gonna you know find a place to skate, a uh, place to put our warehouse, live in it, skate there, and charge admission, sell some skateboards, and hopefully it'll work out. Unfortunately. Um, being green and just and just having the ambition and the drive, I guess you know, and just uh, luck, timing, industry, skate parks weren't around, vert scene wasn't around, and we had one of the only spots for the first few years because skate parks have kind of died off in the early '90s. So it just became like a, an apartment for everybody from Canada to Pennsylvania, and we kind of worked it out as we as we went and started, you know a few contests that worked out through the industry and are somehow known now, I guess, around the world? Well, I feel like, um, like, I like the skateboard community because I feel like it's a lot like the comedian, you know, community. Like, you have all these people from everywhere else. Some people are really skilled. Some people have delusions of grandeur. But at the same time, they just love, they love that, that just being around it a lot of the time. And I feel like you, you become fast friends with a lot of people that you respect all over the country. I'm sure you have friends everywhere that you meet at, the, you know, you meet at pro-ams or whatever you're scouting out or anything around the country. Because if you're on Instagram, follow, what's your, uh, what's the handle? Oh, it's at Brian Schaefer. Is that, well, there, you have that, uh, and he'll be giving the thumbs up. And sure. like, and 
like but you become like you 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 travel around a lot when you were younger i'm sure you did a lot more like uh just checking out these big festivals or uh, you know uh, tournaments i'm not sure i mean like the nomenclature i mean to kind of do the parallel as far as like you know the comedy world i mean it's a network it's the underground network hoping to make it and also meet friends along the way and build your careers and and just build you know a universal network you know from state to state from city to city so it's the same thing man skateboarding is uh the same culture and you know well i I feel like a lot of a lot of guys i knew when um i was into it in middle school and i was around all that stuff was like like a lot of the guys that were super into it that was their place of refuge whereas a lot of comedians come from a fucked up place and that comedy was always like their escape kind of thing i feel like skateboarding has that kind of thing where you're younger you know maybe parents are going through a divorce something worse and you just have to get out of the house like you kind of how we kind of started this where it was like a lot of people a lot of parents just drop off the kids and just like peace you know you're there it's a it's definitely an outlet you know it's an outlet to release some steam or just be an artist you know it's your own thing it's self-expression it's fun it's also the right amount of trouble if you can balance it out just like anything else i'm sure just like the comedy world on the road in little like you know sweat boxes of you know comedy you know warehouses or stages that are just like maybe not in the greatest neighborhood because they can't afford the rent yep uh pretty you know (laughs) same same thing with warehouses and skate shops you know or skate warehouses and very similar you know what's weird is uh when i last time i went there you gave us you were nice enough to give us passes to uh oh god i'm gonna butcher what the event was but it was in november probably tampa am yes um and so we went and you know what? I had a trigger memory. You know when uh, you have some smells that kick back to something. Uh, like if I smell fresh cut grass, I'll think of two day football practice because your face so is in beautiful. it. So beautiful. And then maybe the skate park scent was maybe like no, gym it, locker and, and it's and like that like sweat. Grade. Sweat mixed with like plywood was like it brought me right back to like, uh, and I wasn't even good. I just hung around a lot. Um, brought me back to like those kind of days where it's like you only really get that kind of sweat mixed with like old school plywoody kind of uh, it, uh unless it's a really unless it's home depot or lowe's without ac like you're not going to get that kind of stick like there's a good stench i like it yeah man it's a, a staple skate park feel and smell i know it very well yeah is that is that something that's you uni- because i only know the ones that were around here in florida is that kind of a universal kind of like that that smell is is signature. Absol- absolutely, except when they're brand new. That smells like a brand new house. Yeah, very rare in skate parks. Yeah, so I feel like that's like if yeah, I went to go play football like uh, in North Carolina one time, and I played in California, and just that fresh cut grass brings you right back to it, and gets you right in that mindset. I I had that similar feeling just walking around there, and then just just uh a lot of like ambient noise of just craziness going on which i love i it's kind of it's it's a good chaos around going around you you know agreed <laughs> let's cut let's cut some grass sorry i just got got taken back by a text there's some unusual photos coming into my uh text box oh anything 
Anything we want to talk about? Because the next, I was going to, if you were going to zone out on the text, I was going to say the next smell, you know, like old pussy, right? And then just see <laughs> if you're turning around. But are we getting well, any? Well, let's keep it business. Are we, <laughs> this is business. Are we, is it, what kind of text are you getting? Are we getting Snapchats now? No, no Snapchat. I'm on Snapchat, but I don't use it. Does that count? Um, Isn't it chat snap? Chat, yeah, it's chat snap, dad. <laughs> That's what that's what that's called, Chat Snap Dad. What's that Chat Snap you're on? No, are you getting some uh, some sweetness? No, I just got a text message from my boss and some photos. They're very beautiful. Your boss meaning? Just my boss. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, we'll keep it at that. Uh, Back to business. Sure, sure. I mean, like, where do you find yourself a lot of the, like? This show's about kind of like giving advice to people that want to do something entrepreneurial. Sure. Or, you know, I we talk about this a lot. This is kind of a common theme and a common conversation I have with my friends who are in their 20s and uh, 30s. Is like they don't know what they want to do, you know, like and you forget, like, while you went to the skate park uh, business early on, you knew you loved it. Right. That's yeah, a, that's all I knew. Well, I mean, like, but that's a good thing. You know, that's a blessing in disguise in a way, no, right? Absolutely, man. I mean, that was the drive and the passion, you know? I mean, like, it wasn't something that was planned out. The skate park was just like, it was a survival technique Then we wanted to skate. So it just turned into uh, a career. So I call it, like, it's the best accident that I've ever had. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things where I, all, like, I feel like 30% of my conversations with uh, people I run into is like, yeah, man, I don't know what I want to do, you know, and it's like they're miserable at whatever they're doing right now. And that's kind of a little bit of the reason we started this podcast, because it'd be like, well, it'd be fun to like just talk to uh, people that are either finding their way or have done it and, you know, kind of can give advice. Do you have any advice? I'm sure a, a lot of kids hit you up for, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of kids that hit you up for info on how to stay in that industry but they might not be pros. You know, they might not yeah, make it man. as a skater, but how do they stay in the industry? I want to be around this. Well, I don't want to go work at yeah. CVS. No, I, I get it, man. It's, uh, man, you know, one, we all want to be inspired. One, we all want to pursue our, our dream career, which is like our hobby, you know, into a business. I mean, the, the basic advice just for anybody that, that I usually like to give is, like, if you can't make it as a, a pro athlete, right? Like, let's use football mm -hmm. since everybody knows it, you know, more so than the world of skateboarding, but it's the same parallel. If you can't be, you know, the quarterback or on the team, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you can be the sports therapist. Maybe you could be the psychiatrist for sports. Maybe you can be the coach. Maybe you could be the cheerleader. You mm -hmm. know, maybe you can be the TV production guy that is filming sports or an announcer, just like, you know, us on the mics and you leading the podcast. Mm hmm um, so there's always ways to get involved in something you love, even if you can't be like the sports star, because without TV production, coaches, lifeguards, you know, therapists, um, equipment, you know, without all those elements, there's no football, you know, you, yeah. you can't play football without shoes, socks, um, safety gear. So there's so many elements. Those are made by tiny hands in Malaysia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Um, but the, there's a lot of hands. Lot there's of a lot hands. of lot of little hands. Making people that. get paid to work with little hands mm -hmm. all over the world. So, 
you can be some of those little hands in some way, you know, um, you know, just a part of the machine that actually makes everything work. What, what do you tell younger guys, though, you know, when they come up to you for advice? I mean, I think, you know, I mean, it, it, that's rather vague. But, I mean, as sure. far as, you know, if if it applies to you anything, know, there's just like they they're just like, hey, man, I, you're a successful guy. I, I don't know what I want to do. What what would you tell them? Like, how do you figure that out? It changes year to year. Well, first is like, well, what part of skateboarding do you want to be a part of? I want to be a pro. So then you take it from there. So every conversation is always different based on the on the topic. But, you know, a lot of people are like, man, we want to start a skate park. How, how did you do it? How did you get started? And I always let them know that, man, it was, like I said, the best accident. You know, it was timing, hard work, um, the right team. You know, I have a lot of great people, you know, that have helped me, you know, from day one, whether mm -hmm. it be donating time, um, people contributing, you know, um, opportunities such as marketing and sending their riders there or even being a sponsor. Even from back in the day, it was like Airwalk sponsored our first pro contest for like $1,000 and we had some products. And yeah. You know, I mean, now our purse is, you know, like 75 grand and $20,000 for first place. But, you know, it all starts somewhere. So it starts with a lot of work and actually at least a foundation of where you want to get started, how you want to get started, you know, what's your end goal. And, you know, skate parks, they're tough business, you know. Um, I wouldn't recommend it for anybody <laughs> um, only because it was the time and place and we've been there 23 years and skateboarding always evolves. So every time you go, well, what would you say advice today with certain topics? It's different year after year, especially now with the, you know, the, the Internet and technology being able able to change the retail game, e-commerce, direct to consumer. So the retail game's tough business. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, uh, once I saw Nike kind of entering that, that sector, it's kind of like, whoa, this is, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for skateboarding. Uh, I mean, you don't have to say anything on that, but it's like, it may, it, it, and I think a lot of people that don't know the industry, it legitimized, yeah. it legitimized the sport for the, for the people that don't know it. It definitely has its pros and cons, man, just like any large business that is coming into a business that they didn't grow up in and you know what we've seen it with it's Reebok and UFC like people UFC diehards they fucking hate it and they think it's ruining the sport because it, it's kind of tightening it up a little bit maybe it looks a little weird yeah I think I think it's just tightening up a lot of the um, the normal like sloppy looseness of a lot of the stuff that they used to do, you know. I think uh, if I can just generalize, if I, if I may right now. Yeah. If I was like a, a UFC fighter mm -hmm. and I was from the streets and I'm like making my career or just being like that broke comedian traveling the world. Sure. And all of a sudden like everybody, there's Reebok as a sponsor. It's probably looked down upon like, man, why is Reebok? like coming into our game is that correct yeah if i'm generalizing mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i think the same parallel is to to the way nike came into skateboarding because it really wasn't supported in the beginning and i understand you know you have this company from the outside world just like energy drinks people were like man why are they in our industry yeah well you know nike's done a lot of great things for skateboarding and those that are you know facilitated by nike pros and also not the pros, but the team managers, 
um, and the riders and everybody that's in the marketing department. I mean, there's a whole new division for just skateboarding alone and they have their own shoes. So, you know, at first it was frowned upon. Then it, then it, you know, kind of mellowed out and they kind of like showed that, you know, hey, man, we're in it for the long run. But, you know, they're opportunists. They're in business, you know, and they see sure. an opening just like Reebok in, in UFC. It may seem kind of whack, but hopefully hopefully Reebok will contribute correctly and hopefully the UFC organization can actually hold on to that and keep them at the right distance so everybody benefits so it just doesn't become the Reebok world of UFC. It should still be UFC in the, you know, holding the steering wheel instead of Reebok taking hold of it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of how it is. I just think the the cash doesn't trickle to the fighters as much as it should, but I think you're going to need more than just one big tentpole brand to kind of make that happen for for UFC sake. Yeah, man. Skateboarding is a different setup. I think the I think the UFC fighters that are putting their life on the line every 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 fight. I mean, you can't blame the toughest guy from the streets, maybe whether it be U.S. or Puerto Rico or somewhere, to have this company that's like, man, we're gonna we're we're really gonna su- support, you know, um, the Terminator. Let's call him the Terminator. You I'm know. sure there's a guy named that. <laughs> I don't I don't follow that much. I like watching it, but it's like so the Terminator. He comes out with a Reebok sponsor. He's got I a mean, red eye. That's probably why it's looks the weird at first, mm-hmm. and uh, next thing you know, it, at least he can uh, pay for his like six or seven babies around the world. Yeah, wow, you gave it, you gave the Terminator <laughs> a lot of baby mamas, uh, or maybe just one. Hey, he likes to party. Yeah, and he, and he likes to fight. I'm gonna say that's the Puerto Rican one that you were going with. Uh, just generalizing here, Brian didn't say that. I did. Um, wh- how do you see skateboarding kind of going now? Uh, the skateboard kind of industry. I mean, I, you know what? You know what? Skateboarding. I loved. Like, I loved following kind of Spike Jones because he was kind of in and out of that industry. I'm not sure his whole trajectory, but I know like I used to love watching the skateboarding. Uh, like the when it, the VHS tapes, a lot of fisheye lens stuff. But it I, it was always like on the vanguard on a lot of like yeah. cool point of view angles and like. Um, like I, I remember like the first like handheld bat like badass handheld camera and it would all go to like the skateboarding videos. I feel like they were always always on the forefront of that kind of stuff. Is there gonna be something like virtual reality? Yeah, that high eight high eight camera. Yeah. You know, man, Spike Jones is, is still involved in skateboarding, um, obviously producing some of the world's best movies. Yeah. Um Skateboarding will always be there. Skateboarding, um, art, culture, videography um, will always be at the forefront, you know, of, of, you know, I think uh, alternative lifestyles, you know, skateboarding in general. Um, But it's, uh, you know, skateboarding is a tough game these days. I think in the future right now, a lot of the bigger companies will will or already have grabbed a hold of skateboarding and a lot of the independent companies are having a hard time you know competing with the marketing power such as adidas nike converse um you know and other brands you know so but skateboarding will always be here it'll be always at the forefront of all the coolest shit ever no matter what okay your 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 face is perking up i gotta wonder what that's about what's the 
I just think that no matter what, man, you know, because, I mean, I've been through, you know, a lot of different turns in skateboarding. It's on a, a different turn right now with the larger companies, meaning corporate, if I may, you know, kind of grabbing a hold of the wheel. Um, skateboarding brands are having a hard time because they don't have the marketing power. Yeah. Um, as some of the big brands. And, uh, you know, I just smiled because it's just another turn in skateboarding that's challenging for a lot of the retailers out there. Um, mom and pop brick and mortar you know I mean every mall has every product um, that's in our store or that's you know available anywhere in the world and it's a click away because everybody goes direct so there's a big challenge there I mean it's probably the same throughout all the retail stores throughout the world whether it be the mall stores and or the mom and pop stores everybody can use brick and mortar stores on Dale Mabry Bullshit Boulevard Every every city has one. Phoenix has a bunch of them, like Dale yeah. Mabry Boulevard. It it's yeah, uh, big I box mean, stores. They're kind just of stuff. They're just uh, you know showrooms sometimes where people can go. Man, this is awesome. Oh man, I can get this for like thirty percent, you know, uh, discounted online. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and guess what? All the cool, <laughs> all the cool manufacturers are now going direct. Direct, yeah. Uh, stuff like. Um, you talking like di- made made like direct made like shit like big cartel where you can make your own shirts and shit now. Well, I mean every brand. I mean I think you know on your your own brand company like Spot Brand, our our skate park at Tampa, you know hoodies and shirts and boards. I mean we make more margins on them. Sure. And there's a local you know need for it. One, it's a little less expensive. Mm-hmm. Two, it, it supports you know a scene and a culture. Um, but when I say direct, I mean, it's the Apple computer store, you know what I mean? That's the model that everybody wants. It's like, Hey man, you know, they don't need Best Buy and they don't need Target to sell their product. They're like their own brand. They make their own margins. And, you know, eventually I think every brand, you know, in the world would rather just have their own stores in all parts of the world. So they don't have to have anybody else handling their customer service and their, you know their product warranties, and it's all run similar like the Apple model. Yeah, I think um, the specialty store. You know, because um, to to bring that to comparison, you have Nike that had you know huge Nike Town shit. Now they're not. They're in Dicks and stuff, and they're all over the place. But they may go back to that because then they want to have uh, control over everything. You know. It's just the it's the customer experience. I mean, going to Apple, going to Starbucks, you know, they both are miserable. <laughs> they uh, but people like it. You know, it's uh, I, I like almost have a seizure every time I go in the Apple store. I'm like, uh, oh, my God, there's too why? many. Th- there's too just many too people? many people and like too many Apple nerds. No, no. It's well, the genius guys. Look, that's fine. Like, you know, they I never has an employee that makes like under fifteen dollars an hour, like have so much. Uh, ego, but like, it's one of those things where. Is someone at the door? Hello. Uh, this is office. there is there a thumbprint working on the the scanning device that is the keyless entry? Hey, we got to keep it tight. Security's got to be tight around here. So I, you got to install your own security gear. You you got a Nest camera? You should probably get one of those. Those are pretty badass too. A Nest camera? Yeah, there's a camera right there. That I can pull on my phone. That's uh. 1080p HD. I can't wait to be live and video live on the next podcast. That, that one's security. So that much fun. That one's for the for the uh, 
for the people that come in here and think they can uh, take a date in here or something. That's for the front door. Yeah. Well, we you know Is we've it got recording at least twenty four hours. Uh, yeah. DVR. Uh yeah 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 you pay like uh it keeps it in a cloud and you get like you can pay I think like ten days worth and then it'll uh, back it up but you can buy them like add add one at a time if you want so it's not like the old systems a they suck like the old security systems because you have to buy like six to eight cameras and then buy the like the Long. DVR kit. You are a plethora of knowledge, and and I'm I a can't nerd, bro. wait to just t- write that down because I think that's the camera that was outside of your front door, and that's why you always caught me like jerking it. Yeah, at the front door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on Fifth Avenue. We did have some badass wreaths outside that you were sexually attracted to. I didn't know what that was about, but look, everybody's like I said, comedy skateboarding everybody's got like probably their own weird uh vagabond kind of fetish and yours was wreaths i don't know <laughs> i don't know what this is about man let's get weird we should let's um yeah man how, we, how are we going to save the world law how are we going to make the, the the most money and have the most fun well i mean is it about money i think i i really i talked to a lot of people and you you can't hijack this podcast. I'll let you. I'll let you interview me. So don't worry about that. But um, I feel like uh, I don't know. Okay, how about this? You have uh, you get a billion dollars. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna share it with the world and make everybody have drinking water and never go hungry and hopefully put some of it towards um, stem cell research. Ooh, okay, that's what you're gonna do with that. A bill. I would also. That's a. That's not a bill. You break it up, man. I don't know. A healthy drinking water. So wells, you know, water dot org. I think is. Uh, I think is a charity. I'm pretty sure that's the charity. But uh, you build wells, give everybody food. But now, what if you've given so much food out that it becomes counterproductive? What if you gave too much out? And now they're fighting over the food you gave. I think there would be a lesson attached to it so people could understand the value and it wasn't just an endless supply. So there was like maybe an educational process to possibly tie it back to social contract. Right. We're talking about social contract. I think about that a lot because like I don't like uh, anything that's given out kind of thing. I'm not like a staunch Republican or any of that shit, uh, even though I'm wearing a tight banana Republic shirt. Um, But. It's one of those things where I feel like you give stuff out sometimes and the value of it is zero. I'm sure you've had plenty of uh, giveaways at, you know, either the Bricks restaurant downstairs or or at Spot. And, you know, it's not the value of it isn't seen as it should have been. You're dead on. Never give anything away for free. People will throw out the coupons at your door because they think it's either uh low value or people are attracted that shouldn't be there yeah yeah so we just saved the world no coupons no coupons that's what a, a great idea that's a good bumper sticker um yeah or tying an educational process to the free the free stuff well i i do think about all right if you're given a bill i do think about like okay why is all right so the tampa bay area i love it you grew up here i grew up here i i you grew up here, right? You were born here, correct? Yes? No? No, I was born in New York, but I've been here long enough, man. I've been here since uh, 79. Yeah, that's longer than me. I was born in 84. Uh, 84? Yeah. 
Holy shit, your forehead looks like you're you're way older than me. Oh, I know. I know. That's the Smith forehead. That's <laughs> What I'm doing is I'm holding on to we have a Peyton Manning forehead. I'm holding on to long hair, but it's also receding at the same time. So it's a tight look. Hey, the wife likes it. So it looks like a lion's mane if uh the lion had down syndrome, as my friend Brendan T. Gleason says. Uh what I what I I always look at is like why is Seattle so smart in this area is not as smart as Seattle Tacoma that metropolitan area is the same size Tampa Bay is the same size we we have a transient population but why is innovation coming out of that area and not here as much why is Boeing Microsoft Amazon uh, porch.com I ran out of things but why why is that why is that area so rich in education and this is not and i kind of think about that a lot that's kind of the thing if the music's not on the car or i'm not listening to a podcast for you know 20 minutes in the car and i'm just driving around i i, I don't know that kind of occupies my mind maybe all the people that were assisting in the dot com era in san francisco was like man it failed here it's getting expensive now. Let's go, you know, Portland or Washington. They all resided, and a whole bunch of people got together, and now that's why it's so smart because they put their efforts uh, that helped that movement in, I'd say, the late 90s, uh, the dot-com era. Maybe they all just got there, and, and they got smart and, and stayed indoors because there's too much rain up there and then did a lot of work. <laughs> There's more rain. We looked this up because I toured with a guy from Seattle. He loves Seattle. Uh, I did a stand-up tour with a guy from Seattle. It rains. like It doesn't rain as much in Seattle, technically, as we think. It's just overcast as shit all the time. It was like Panama City, Florida. It was like number one. And, uh, really? Yeah. Panama's number one where it rains the most? It, at the time. So this is like six years ago. But it was like one of those things where Seattle wasn't even top five. I could look it up right now. But Blame it on El Nino. It always changes. Sure. <laughs> and people make it up. Never or always trust uh, uh, the, the weather reporter. Never or always? No, always. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't, like a hurricane hasn't hit Tampa and it's always been projected. What about that? Let's make that. Let's make a hurricane movie. I, I thought about that too. A hurricane party movie. It could be the next big hit, like San, uh, what was the earthquake movie? San Andreas. Yeah. Is that good? I didn't see that. I have free HBO for a year, um, and I just saw a bit of it, but it's um, The Rock's in That's there. That's a humble brag, but all right. <laughs> it destroyed the Hoover Dam right from the start, so it was a uh, scary, scary intro. No, I just want to talk about the hurricanes that are projected to hit, and you have a hurricane party, and then it doesn't hit at all. Still a party. I want to call it. I, I was thinking about that uh, either oh, like yesterday morning. <coughs> what would I call it? I think category four. Yeah. That would be the name of your party. That would be the name of the movie. I think. Maybe make it a whole series. Who knows? You know, you who could have one hurricane a year. Who would produce it? Uh, you got to get Spike Jones in there. You know, make it weird. Make it a little. Uh, Make it a little esoteric. Yeah, get Charlie Kaufman in that Who mix. did Spaceballs? Uh, Mel Brooks. Get Mel Brooks to produce it. I think he's a little long in the tooth, but we'll try. Scare the guy who produced Scary Movie, who produced that. Uh, Keenan Ivory Waynes? 
Why do I know all this shit? I don't want to know. I don't. I'm just <laughs> thinking of movies that could be like a funny. I'm not even talking about category. You're, you're talking spoofs, man. I'm talking like. You're talking like, oh my god, it really did happen. I'm talking we're like trying to save save the world at the bricks. No, I, I'm talking. It's a great. It'd be a great, great high school movie because it'd be realistic. It's like a bottle episode. You know, you'd have to. You have a party in the house. You got to stay in the house. A lot of drama's going on. It's always ha- the hashtag party in the house. Mm, yeah, well, that could be a good slug line, I think. Uh, category four, because you don't want category five, because you want the whole thing to be about it was a category five, and now it's a category four. And it keeps going down, and then it becomes a tropical storm towards the end. But it still floods. You still need the flooding to happen. So you have the assholes that are on canoes and stuff swimming around in sewer water. You writing? Are you writing this down? Okay. <laughs> You're keeping notes. That's good. I'm making a couple notes over here. I like it. Um, we could do a fundraiser downstairs at the Bricks, and we could uh, raise money for Boards for Bros at the Category 4 um, uh, production uh, take for the the extras for the movie. I like it. I like where your head's at. What? Anything to plug? Because look, you were <laughs> you were worried about thirty minutes. You were worried about doing this thirty minutes. I just wanted to plug boards for bros, man. I didn't even think about promoting all all the important things in in life, like giving kids free skateboards. But I love the movie idea. Category four is tight because category five, you would think it was category five. Yeah, but no, it's category four. Right, it's not the bomb. It's like half the bomb. Yeah, you make it. You make it so they're talking about. How it could be a category five, but it's not, and then it doesn't oh. even hit through. I just want to be an extra in the movie. I want to be the weatherman on this mic in a headset with the 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 fake rain and the wind and the fan and somebody throwing buckets of water over my head. We gotta be we gotta be fair. Uh, let's do your audition now. We might as well get it out of the way. So I think I'm I'm ready for the part. We we don't have any script. We do it like uh, curb your enthusiasm. So you got to just kind of go with it. So, and three, two. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I we're out here at Panama City. I mean, Ebor City. I've already got blown five miles south. Let's not keep this sexual, all right? You know? Blown five <laughs> miles south. Jesus Christ. This is for kids. Quit no. looking at me so weird. I'm sorry you miss your wife and you're thinking of me. Uh, anything else to plug? Uh, the Bricks. Always great in Ybor City if you're in town. Th- I mean, we have people that listen to this outside of Florida, so I try to keep it a little uh, – it's about half and half. We only have about 500 to 1,000 listeners. It always kind of varies about that. Um, go see them at the Pro-Ams. Go see them at the tournaments. Oh, yeah. Tampa Am, Tampa Pro at the Skate Park of Tampa. And you can also check out tocoworks.com. Boom. The finest marketing <laughs> production company. And website design uh, agency for your brand. No one, no one said it better. That's that's how we got to close it out. Thanks for doing this. And uh, boardsforbros.com. Uh, boardsforbros.org.org. And Spot Tampa. Spot Tampa. Uh, the bricks of ebor.com. And uh, coming soon. And <laughs> and anything else. I just can't wait to come back. Thanks for listening to this, and I appreciate you having me on. We'll we'll get it. We'll get weirder next time. I promise. Should we just start over and do a redo? No, no. This is great. This is fun. You're great. You're fun. Thank you. You're great. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're crazy,